All right, it is your Classic Metal Show right here on theclassicmetalshow.com. That was Plush. My girls from Plush uh, with Isolation, the Alter Bridge cover. And um, man, oh man, I don't know, Eric, are, are you hip to those guys or not? To Plush? Yeah. Well, that's your girl. Yeah. Sings for Plush, right? I it mean, is. Yeah, of course Mariah. I'm, I'm yep. a fan too. Yeah, dude, I, I, I cannot believe the run that they are on, you know, it's just, right. it's it, like she, they just got done with the kiss cruise and, um, you know, so they, they finished the kiss cruise and what, what happens? They're going right from that. Um, Mariah is going right into, um, TSO and she's touring with TSO. Which girl is that? Mar- Mariah? Singer. Yeah. The oh, singer. wow. Yeah. They have her doing the TSO for the Christmas. Cause it's like coming up now. November, yeah. December, they do that. Well, that's she's phenomenal, man. Everybody knows that, uh, her videos that were going around a few years back where she was crushing like cover songs on there. Yeah. Dude, we knew something was going to happen for her. It was just a matter of time. It, it's it, she's a, she, her voice is just fucking amazing. And you know, for me, and this is the weirdest thing is, you know, I got to be friendly with her before any of this happened. So it's it's like watching your friend elevate into like star status. <laughs> it's it's the Did her grandfather. Shit. Would you know if her grandfather actually invented Formica? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I know <laughs> what I do know is there's got to be some money somewhere behind them. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where, I don't know how, you know, but just the dude, I mean, you're, you're a touring musician, the tours, I am. hailstorm, evanescence, slash seven dust, Wolfie Van Halen. Um, these are just in the first year they've been a band. Now the kiss crew, they just finished the kiss cruise. Those were all a, bands that they've opened for that you just listed. That, yeah. That they've toured with not open for toured with. with. Like no less than they just finished right before the kiss cruise. They were on tour with Alice in Chains and Bush. That's the best practice you can get, you know, just playing that many shows. Yeah. You really become a seasoned musician and figure it out pretty quick. You get the opportunity to figure out quick uh, where a lot of other bands are trying to break out locally are lucky to only play maybe a couple times a month or something. And then you get these opportunities to go out there and, and, hone your skills on stage and get get a stage presence that you need right. to you know put on a good rock show yeah. so they're kicking serious ass and god bless them the the real question i have though and and, and i mean it's it's a it's a question that's mm-hmm. probably not for now but is is probably for a while from now how long can the momentum last like right now it's the hip thing you know for girls they're all i think mariah just turned 22 yesterday so, you know, they're all 22 is the oldest one. And then the other ones are all lucky. under that. And lucky, it's like, lucky. it's like, how long does that momentum last before being the cool young girls is not a thing anymore? Well, oh, that's a good question. I mean, I guess we'd have to look historically at all female bands. Well, see, you know, that's that's not hard to do when you think about it. I mean, how we, many we can are count there? them on one hand, right? The Go Go's, yeah. yeah, the Go Go's, uh, and rock anyway. If we're sticking to rock, heart. obviously, heart, which they didn't have, they weren't all girls, mind you. Yeah. The runaways, yeah, the runaways, and they had a shelf life of what about 30 seconds, right? 
well generally you know they will look for the talent you know the singer typically they always get the singer away like who's expendable here that we can Mm -hmm. just you know and it's sad when they do that really but they they do i mean so if we're just gonna look at this objectively you know it's it's your girl for you know uh for micah that's gonna yeah she's she she you know it's a weird thing with that with that band because i I, mariah is unbelievably talented i I, i've told her i've told her straight up you know she's the best voice out there right now just pure voice i've seen it live i've seen it on record it's actually stronger live and it's and it holds up this girl can can sing every note night. perfect note perfect every night she Born has had some Born but she has that. had some vocal problems on this last run well what happened well, talk just, to me just a couple uh just a couple of shows where she didn't have the full voice so she's she's literally learning how to pull back a little bit like mm-hmm. pull back like there, there's a lot of parts in some of the songs where there's just a lot of those, yeah, you know, the yeah's in the middle, too, yeah, yeah, where she's now pulling that back and filling that with like guitar fills and stuff. So she's a smart sure. vocalist. Well, she's yeah, you got to learn as a lead singer how to make those adjustments to like some alternate ways that you could sing the song when you're when you're having a little bit of a rough night or you guys have been out for a while. Yeah, uh, you know roth was always like he was the king of that or the or maybe one of the first guys to let you know it's okay to switch <laughs> how you're singing it as long as you're right joe you know whatever sure but she'll i mean they're young so she's gonna have that voice for you know god willing for a, for a long time yeah you would hope you would definitely hope that it doesn't you know th- my my and again it's probably it's a concern because she's a friend not necessarily a concern because i'm watching her as an artist and saying oh she's going down a bad path but my my biggest concern that i have is you know they did a year straight with nary a break i mean there was literally like a week break between hailstorm tour and seven dust tour and then maybe another week between that tour and the next tour and then two weeks between that and um and um blah, 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 Allison Chains and now you know now the Kiss Cruise came right after the Allison Chains tour now immediately going into 40 dates and 42 days or whatever I mean TSO is a grinding schedule you know oh, right. they play it's every so day too, it's but so they play but the, don't they play two sets every day I haven't had the pleasure of attending this TSO show. Have you? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, have you been to it? I have. It's. I've okay. been a few times. It's. Is it awesome? It's fucking. I'm. I don't like the music at all. I ain't gonna lie. Right. It's just, I, I'm not Christmas music guy at all. But it is. It, it's the biggest show you'll ever see in your life. It's. It's big on a Rolling Stones, Metallica, U2 level. I mean, it's massive, massive with floating up and down drum risers and smoke machines and the best laser show you'll ever see in your life and Mannheim steamroller they were bigger like than that way bigger they, than that you're bigger than that but those guys were the were the pioneers right oh yeah this shit. Mm-hmm. yeah they were but th- just just that grind of that they play afternoon shows and night shows i i right. know that with tso so i'm looking at that and i'm like okay this girl's been playing a year straight, literally one solid right. year of touring. 
and now going into 80 shows in 40 days. Now, admittedly, she's not singing the whole show. You know, admittedly, on the TSO tour, there is 55 singers. They and, have a lot of singers and guitarists yeah. and so, costumes. And, but that's good. See, I mean, you get in on a gig like that, it's got to be. Well, no, they tour, though. That TSO tours, though. She's still she's mm-hmm. still back with touring. But, you know, she's she's got the talent to where she'll always have a singing gig and, you know, oh, yeah. could be in a, a Vegas show or something like that, mm-hmm. a residency, you right. know, somewhere. But, uh, you know, it's really just getting a, a hit song, really, to as far as the group plush itself. Yeah. Solidifying the band into some kind of historical significance you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just getting which they've this was their first record they still got some time to like yeah really that, connect that's, to something and two of their songs were i don't know what this even means anymore to anybody but they had two songs that charted that were like billboard top one of them was billboard top 15 one of them was like number 28 or something mm-hmm. so that's reasonable success i guess i mean I, I look at Spotify numbers and I, I see, you know, I, I look at their numbers and I look at like bands like uh, Lil Azar or um, The Warning, you know, bands like that that are out there right now. And those other bands are doing more numbers. And I'm like, hmm. you know, I'm wondering believe why. all that stuff, though? Like, I'm, I'm I to the know. point now and that I'm like, I don't believe anything anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think if the if Spotify wants you to be successful then you have yeah. a billion plays, you know, but, but I, I mean, a band like that, that's probably insignificant to Spotify. Why would they fake their numbers? Well, no, not the, not the, they won't, not, not them, but the ones I'm guess I'm referring to uh, the ones that some are of these crazy numbers? numbered bands that have like 80 billion views. Oh, I know. Know. I don't even know if I buy it anymore. Well, dude, that's like, I watched, um, um, I was watching, um, thursday night football on amazon okay and um they just and and i was actually very happy to see this actually amazon not that i like them as a company but as a company they're investing a shit ton of money into music right now okay like like not podcasts but actual music and they subscriptions to music you mean or well subscriptions but they also redid their whole subscription thing so that they have a free platform like spotify does now with you know, a hundred million songs that you can hear. And it's, for it's exact for free. Yeah. Just like Spotify. It's exactly like Spotify. They just launched it like this week. I got the email for it. So they're putting a bunch of money into it, but I was, I was watching and they launched a live music concert show that airs immediately after the Thursday night football games every week. And yeah. I, I mean, and, and it's not our kind of music at all. Oh, I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's yet, but I mean, they got to go with what's hot right now. So it's, it's hosted by two chains and it's, um, you know, the first act was this guy, Lil baby who like everybody else, I thought was the guy that's always on TMZ. That's like getting arrested and shit. Right. And but that's, track. but that's the baby, not Lil baby. <sighs> Apparently there's a difference. <laughs> so, so I looked up this little baby guy because I really don't, you know, I'm, I'm tuned into the music world, even R&B and rap. I like it. I don't sure. mind it. I love R&B. And I, so I, I tune it. I, I looked this guy up on Spotify, this little baby. He has a song that I've never heard in my life. 
that has a billion with a B plays on it. Right. A billion. A billion. And Metallica has like one song with a billion, maybe two. Yeah. But Metallica has been around 30 fucking years. You could om- almost believe it with Metallica, but you'd have to like do the math on it to like, okay, how many times could this song time-wise even be listened to? And is there yeah. a mathematical way we could even see if this is fucking possible? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, but this guy's like new. How, how does this guy have a right. billion plays? It's to like re uh, reinforce the idea that this guy's the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Hey mm-hmm. man, are you going to tell me 80 million people are wrong? Yeah. You need to get the baby. <laughs> yeah that's you it know. that's it man but i just watched it and i was just like i was disheartened that it was shitty rap music because it really was shitty and it's and gotten I, so much worse than, uh, than when it started yeah it was so good especially in the 90s it was so good in the mid 90s 90s was great for you know and i agree with you dude go on it, it was so good you know that whole era of tupac and snoop and you yeah. know Dog Pound, Biggie, all that stuff was also good. Lady of Rage, you know, I w- I was all in. I was all Easy E, NW. Oh, I yeah. was all in on all that stuff. Thank I liked you. it. The more hated, the more hateful, the better for me. But um, <laughs> I loved it. But I I I watched this show. Not I I literally watched the whole concert, and it, it was long. I was stunned. It was it was like an hour, and it was live. And what what I again, hated the music, but what I was intrigued by was the amount of money that Amazon is putting into this. I mean, right. it was on a serious three to $5 million stage. I mean, monstrous stage as big as you two would play on. And it had like a big rock thing that he was climbing up, singing the songs on top of this rock thing that was in the middle. And he had eight or 10 dancers that were dancing with them and smoke. Did they do any uh, satanic rituals or anything? No, none of that. Oh, no, they shit. Were, it was just kind of, it was just big though. And I was like, all right, at least a big company is putting some money into music, right. which is the first time in how long that we've seen a big company invest in any kind of new music. Yes, you know, but was this now? Tell me about these performances. Were they these are rap performances? So did they well, have a full band was, by chance, or did it, they? They had a full band, but it was off the stage. But they showed them a couple okay. times playing, like they showed them on the side playing. And there was a turntable guy and whatever. Right. But I didn't watch last this Thursday's, which was Megan the Stallion, which you know, which is what Nicki Minaj's twin sister or something. They look the same. Oh, but you don't know for sure if they're related. You're just no. I have no idea. I have no idea, but they look the same and sound the same. So I assume it was. Yeah, I'm not into it. What I do think, though, is that with the audience that they're playing to, with them investing big money into this shit, and and and, I mean, I know Amazon has more money than God. It's not five million dollars. It's like me giving you a fifty. You know, it's it's not it's not like break the (laughs) bank money. I'm but. Oh, where are you I'm going? here. I'm here. All right. No, I was like, where are you going? All right. Getting my pressed coffee, my Stephen Piercy coffee. There you go. Nice. Go ahead. Go on, sir. But what I'm thinking is with them doing this on the NFL, it's not going to be long before they start pushing rock bands to this. Because 
NFL fans are generally older white dudes for the most part. Mm. So the, the, the 45 year old white guy is not going to be watching Megan the stallion hosted by two chains. They're going to be looking for dirty honey or they're going to be <laughs> bread of Van Fleet or that would all be cool. But sadly, I think a lot of people love the country pop too. Well, that, you know, that, that could be it. A lot of these country artists are really bringing them in, trying to, yeah. they're almost putting on these kind of rock like shows. You guys have talked about that, you and Neely, mm-hmm. before. Yeah, I mean, I, I just am encouraged. Uh, my only point to this is that There's I'm hope. encouraged to see a big company investing in music for the first time since MTV died. Right. You know, is anybody, has, since MTV died, has anybody else done anything? of value with music no and uh i think a lot of it in retrospect was production cost wise and they just realized that the reality shows were just so fucking cheap to make mm-hmm. you know and that videos were expensive and and produ- and making good music is expensive you know like yeah. fleetwood mac rumors they probably who knows how much they spent with all uh, just cocaine alone on them <laughs> you know what i mean right but uh when it comes to rap and a lot of these pop songs you're talking about maybe i don't i don't know how many people are involved in the writing of one song but it's 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 done on a computer so it's not like you got to get these great musicians involved yeah you know there's a studio guy and uh damn i don't know what his name is there's one guy in sweden that did like all the pop songs for everybody oh there's sure one dude and his really? computer and then they just bring in the singers you know and then the songwriters whatever lyricists uh, but it's it, the bottom line. It's just way cheaper to to produce this kind of music. So it's it's just weird to me that they. It's not weird. I, it makes sense that they convinced young people that hip hop is cooler than rock, even though it's not new. Yeah, it's not really new. There's it's nothing new about it. It's just as old as your grandpa's rap. Yeah, it's the same shit. Yeah, it's just not as good. I, I mean, I'm with you. It's not it's nearly as good, and it's worse. Yeah, well, that that I I I can't argue. I mean, dude, I I was a huge rap fan. I really was. I I you know in the in the '90s especially. I mean, I went to those shows. I I was that daring guy that went to one of the one of the, <laughs> the scary. You're big enough to go. That's why you're like, you want to fuck with me, more? Oh, that, that, but even that, dude. I went to a show. It was it was called the Icebreaker Tour, and it it was cool because I also got to interview Tupac like earlier in the day for no that way. Day, which was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I got to interview Tupac, which was great. So I went to the show that night and it was, um, it was Tupac, Dr. Dre, dog pound, lady of rage. Um, uh, bu- 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 I forget the other guy. There was like a guy that didn't make it on, um, death row, but he was on death row. He's like a crooner guy. Okay. And, but it was the death row tour. Wow. And I went to that show and I ain't gonna lie to you, I did not feel uncomfortable one ounce at the show. I was right. perfectly, you know, because I knew all the songs and I was right there with everybody else singing the tunes and you know, just holding the end bombs, you know. <laughs> you, you know, but when, I, they, when they sing that, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah I was like, uh, yeah, you guys go ahead. You dirty you know, I was doing that <laughs> so type weird. of weird. I wish they wouldn't do that, man. I, I know. really wish they wouldn't say that word. It's so it's so dumb that well we can say it and you can't. That's the dumbest shit ever. Just let but, it die already. Come on. But I'll tell you where I felt nervous. 
going to the parking garage after. Oh yeah. Going to the parking garage after and I everybody's definitely... all fucked up too and all yep. feeling ballsy and pumped up after the show. Yep. And just just listen to a bunch of white hating music for an hour for two and a half hours. I was like, mm, let me get to my car quickly. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> Little bit scary, but not too bad. But and, and I've gone to rap shows. I went um, you know, a few years ago. I went and saw um uh Ice Cube. It was Ice Cube, Public Enemy, De La Soul, and LL at um, here in Cleveland. And I had no problem at that show. Dude, the bottom line is people are people. If you if you act like you belong there, nobody's going to give you any shit. Not really. Right. No, times have changed. People are, they really pushed everybody up lately, too. These younger mm-hmm. generations, I wouldn't worry about going yeah. anywhere. I don't worry about it. What are they going to do? Kill me? I've been dead. <laughs> That's right. You know, <laughs> bring it. I don't give a fuck. But please, you know, do me a favor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me let me not let me not deal with what's coming. <laughs> exactly, dude. I don't think but, I've ever been to a rap show. Um, we did do a weird, um, like little fest camping festival thing in Missouri once, and okay. the, the headliner was that guy. Pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. Oh. Uh, God the king it. of uh, house of pain guy house of pain yeah i forget but, um but he had his band that he does the uh ever was it ever not ever clear but it's everlast like everlast thank you chris yeah uh it was everlast it was actually kind of cool yeah you know, he did his song he did uh he did that song Jump around jump, jump, jump around. around jump around jump around <laughs> jump up jump up and get down that's right <laughs> Like Mac and Roe, I'm smacking the hoe. Yeah. Does he say something like that? He, he does. I'll pull it right up. We can, <laughs> we can play that song. Why not? We have the technology here. House of Pain. Oh, it's a dead guy. We're watching the video. The the pain, day. I hope it ain't Neely's brother. Oh, Jesus. That one. Oh, that's what is that a different version? Let's jump let's, let's, let's get to the fast part. It sounds like a queen from the background. <laughs> Jump around. It's like who queefed in the studio for that? <laughs> and that's probably what it was too, dude. <laughs> Famous. It's the most uh used queef sample. Right. <laughs> uh, hip hop history. In hip hop history, probably it's probably been used in every porn I've ever watched, though. <laughs> Between that and that slapping noise, it's like oof. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing some some a couple stories from uh from Jason that had some worked in that industry a little bit. Jason Green? Yeah. Really? I didn't know he worked in the porn industry. I, there, yeah, uh, there's a lot of mysterious things about the people around me that I come f- to find out here and there. Like, really? <laughs> uh, but uh yeah. And I think it, it probably changes your outlook on sex in a not a great way. Yeah. 
you know, everybody says that they'd love to be a porn star. And then when you realize, you know, I, I've watched, I've watched quite a few documentaries on porn. Cause mm. like I said, I am an absolute porn obsessive. Right. And, um, and man, when you see the, the, I forget what I want. I watched this documentary. It was on, might've been on the Roku channel or something. It was our, or Pluto or something. One of these channels that's free. And they had like an, a reality series following around these porn stars that were, and they were just, they were going to this guy that had a little bit of money and they would just do cam shows. And this guy would make all the money and pay him like $300 a week or something, but give him a place to live. And, and how come they don't do their own thing? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that, because they didn't know how, right. You know, it's the dude, we don't know how, man, we just have this big dick. We don't do that, man. Yeah, or, but it, it, or the chicks, the chicks are like, I don't know how to set up my laptop. I think a lot more chicks do set it up now. Oh, yeah, they do it. The only friends, and yeah, or what is, no, is that what only, it is? Fr- only fans? Only fans. Only yeah, fans. only fans. But dude, you don't even have to go to only fans. I mean, you could do that, but you can just launch an account on Pornhub or on um, X video. Like my, my site is X videos. You know, okay. I know a lot of people like That's the Pornhub. Yeah, a lot of people like the Pornhub. Pornhub's a little too clean for me. I like My it a little bit. told me that he's in the X hamster. X hamster, not bad. That one's not know. bad. Red tube that. is okay. Oh, believe me, I know all about the porn. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm a big fan of the re- of the um X videos. Xvideos.com. Okay. And um, because the, and they have platformed, they have different platformed um things that that people can go on and just do anything crazy dirty. You know, on their on their platform, dude. This is a funny side story. You're gonna laugh at this. For a little while, when the censorships first started going crazy on YouTube, this is like six or seven years ago now. I launched a CMS channel on Pornhub, just uploading our videos to Pornhub, just because fucking I knew they wouldn't censor the content. Hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta yeah. go through people. And it was funny because I would see the comments on it, and they were like, "Where's the pussy at? This just these two fat guys talking." Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but I did. I had a Pornhub channel for the CMS for about a year, and then they finally said, "If you're not, you know, if you're not showing fucking ass to mouth, then we don't want you here." But. But they, they they took my channel Girls, away. Did you guys have a meeting about that? You're like, so uh so what do you think, man? I mean, uh, you just we just yeah. have to ask to mouth just for like a minute. No, dude, on. I actually got the most polite email ever from Pornhub. It was from the director of something something at Pornhub, but it was definitely a personal email, not a not like a form letter. And it was like, we understand what you're doing, but um this is a porn site and we're we're specializing in adult entertainment and the entertainment you're doing is not what the entertainment that we, that is nasty enough, baby. That's about what they were saying. They were saying (laughs) they were basically saying that. So we got booted off their, off their platform. But for one year, one year ish, we were on Pornhub. Was this, uh, what year was this? 14 or 15. Okay. It, It was, it was somewhere in the, not that that long. I mean, I guess I guess that is becoming that long ago now. But well, thank God that these other platforms are rolling up for mm-hmm. everything. You know, dude, I mean, I'm on I'm on so many platforms with this dumb show now. I'm on just to make sure that we don't get shut down. 
you know, we right. obviously have our rumble channel, which most people pay attention to. And we have our odyssey channel and we have a bit shoot channel and we have a Utreon channel. Are you on and- poop shoot? Are you on poop shoot? Poop shoot? No, I'm, I'm not <laughs> on. Poop shoot. Make, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. I'm not there yet, <laughs> but I do. I have a gab channel. I have a minds channel. I got I, one I, more I, that you're not on that you should probably think what's about. Rockfin. What is Rockfin? Rockfin. R-O-K-F-I-N. And it's a monetized know. platform. Hmm. And it's where I've, I've gone. Uh, there's, there's a couple uh, independent researchers, podcast slash podcasters that I've been following on there. Okay, and I guess the way the channel works, they uh, uh, all the the money that comes in gets kind of split in a way. Like uh, uh, everybody, okay. it kind of kicks into the pot for it. But then there's opportunities for people to uh, pay you directly there during the streams oh, wow. or, or whatever. Too, I would check it out just as an extra yeah. thing to put Dude, on. Why not? I'm I am up for. Um, I'm up for pretty much anything that's out there that, that doesn't censor just because if, if, and when some of these things get picked off, I want to make sure I have backups of everything, you know, just, I'm not letting YouTube take me out. You know, I'm just not going to do that. I'm, (laughs) I'm not gonna YouTube owned by Google, Google. Yeah. And, And dude, it is fat. Like, I, I'm fascinated how Google says that they're impartial and all that. And it's such fucking sure. bullshit. It's like, forget my dumb show for a minute. You know who Dan Bongino is, obviously, right? Oh, shit. Do you I not know Dan Bongino? I can't lie to you, man. Don't you don't know, know Dan Bongino? He's you the don't guy know that's... Dan Bongino? Well, he took over for Rush Limbaugh. Oh, okay. Well, no, he's, I wouldn't. He's a, I mean, he's a, he's a big, he's a big, um, broadcast guy okay and he's he took his he took himself he's a stakeholder in like rumble and he was in a stakeholder in parlor and like right. he's okay. he's big on the free speech thing sure. and um he he took himself off youtube but he has his podcast on um rumble and he has two and a half million subscribers on his rumble channel that tune in every day to watch his podcast Mm-hmm. But if you Google Dan Bongino, his Rumble channel doesn't come up like at the at the top. It'll be all like bullshit. It'll Google's be like forcing that down. That you don't yeah, see it. The barrier. Yeah. They'll yeah. put on there that Dan Bongino called out for being blah 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 for saying hate speech or you know whatever media slant the New York Times is <clears throat> is doing or whatever. He should start like a hair band with that name. Dan Bongino, the Bongino, right? Or the Bongino trio or something. (laughs) But it's amazing to me that, you know, Google claims that they're not biased or whatever. And then you do something as simple as that. And it's, um, you know, and it's like, it shows how obvious they are at not promoting anything that's not on their platforms. Right. It's just fucking sad, man. And they want you to pay too. They want their cut. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And it's like, fuck off. You know, Bongino just said, fuck you. I'm going to go to another platform and, and, you know, and 2 million people followed him, which that's, you know, it's really good on an alternative channel. That's great. Absolutely. Well, yeah, you're that you, well, you have a lot of uh, power when you get mm-hmm. to that level. Yeah. 
some people don't like that, you know? No, they definitely do not. But all right, man, let's get into some, some musical type stuff. Cause I, I have some music things that I definitely wanted to talk through with you. And most of I've been known to music. Yeah. You've been known to music every once in a while. Um, obviously for people that don't know, which I don't know that that could be anybody at this point, but Eric here is in a little band known as uh, the rat bastards with Steven Piercy of rat fame. And, um, you guys, well, let's start there, man. What, what is going on? How did I get so lucky that you weren't on the road tonight? Uh, um, that's a good question. I, I, I don't know what the exact reason that we weren't playing for last month and this month, other than, uh, maybe we're possibly asking for too much money. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we, we are going to be fired back up here, uh, soon. Um, there's a couple private gigs we're going to be doing here in about a week or two. Right. Uh, and then, um, December, of course the whiskey on December 30th and there's something else in Illinois we're doing on uh December 17th okay. uh, as well but then as soon as January uh, comes we're back to playing every weekend okay so but this was good man this is like the first little break i've had since my medical stuff so it's been nice just to get my ducks in a row sure Work so how how has that been since you you know when you went back when I know we talked to you like right after right you after. got home. So you went back, you went on the road. What kind of weird headspace did you have to fight through? To That was a little bit of a weird headspace. I was a little, because I, first of all, I was kind of shocked that that even happened to me. Sure. You know, and out at a gig of all things. Um, so I was kind of de- mentally kind of trying to deal with that. Um, I didn't want people worrying about me that made me feel bad. So I was like, that's why I wanted to come on the show and just kind of sure. let everybody know that I was okay. And that I was uh, going to be back out there playing. Um, you know, the first couple gigs we did, I was, I had a lot of anxiety about it. I was like, shit. Cause you really don't want to croak on stage. No, you know? well, I don't know. See, <laughs> I think that's person to person. I think there's no, there's nothing more rock and roll than that. I want, that's okay. I don't have to, I, I'll do the not rock and roll. Just let me go. Man. <laughs> bed at home with my sleep right i don't want to be on uh immortalized on video yeah true right so anyways i had to, i did have some anxiety and um and just getting the stents at that time i think they were just you know they were a little tight at first or whatever i, I didn't know right. what 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 pain i was feeling or whatnot and so i, I just i it was in my thoughts it might have messed me up here and there a little bit i think i maybe blew apart here and there because i was thinking about some you know everything that happened or whatever but soon i realized i was okay and i was going to be okay um it took you know fortunately everything was covered like insurance wise right for me thank god so that i didn't have to pay out of pocket i never asked anybody for anything i never did a fundraiser or anything like that and i'm just glad it was all just taken care of i didn't take anybody's money needlessly or you know um, right. recently i just had like three tests done like where they do like an echogram and sonogram uh checking my heart my neck my legs looking for right. any blood clots or artery sure. problems and a- everything was fine from what i could tell uh, like uh, they would have called me in that was like a few weeks ago they would have called me if there was something a me- emergency going on um and there and so far no i'm going to meet my cardiologist actually for the first time monday so wow. I have a cardiologist now. And aside from taking the medications, that's about it. It was I was told 
business as usual for you, buddy. You can go and do whatever. They did, there was nothing that I, the only thing that they told me yeah. that I can't do is cocaine. All right. Well, you can believe that they're all don't do cocaine. You'll die. <laughs> You're on beta blockers and it'll fucking kill you. And that's why you're quitting the Stephen Piercy band. <laughs> yeah, so I had to say goodbye to the band now. I was never really a big drug of mine to do. I mean, no. I, I occasionally, if it was there and I was bored or something, you know, no. I never went and sought after it or anything. I've always been a weed guy. No. And apparently I, I'm allowed to smoke weed still. Thank God. Oh, well, there you go. So I just do that. And I drink, you know, drink a little bit. I don't drink a lot. Yeah. Dude, and I used to, I used to love Coke. I mean, I used to love cocaine. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just a big pussy. I'm like, man, I am, I am fucking near 400 fucking pounds. The last thing I better be doing is Coke. <laughs> you can't, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Cause the fentanyl too is everywhere. Like it's yeah. killing so many people. What Aaron Carter, I don't know how I, I don't know. How he drowned. He drowned in his bathtub. He drowned, but dude, he's 30 years old. He drowned in a pool. Come on. He right. was fucking high more than right. likely. Yeah. I hope it will. I mean, I don't know, man. I got blessed. I'm sorry that happened to him. Yeah, you're that or he's swimming at Tommy Lee's one of the two. Yeah. Well, you know, when I, uh, when the ambulance came and they took me away, I didn't yeah. want to go. I didn't even know what was going on. I don't want to go to the hospital. I didn't want the bill. You know? <laughs> right. I didn't want the ambulance. I didn't want any of that shit, but they're like, uh, they took, they took up some tests really quick while I was right. in the backstage. Like, oh, you're coming with that. They're all at. You come with us, buddy. And I was uh, on my way, and the ambulance are all, uh, we're going to give you some painkillers. I I wasn't in pain. My own body, you know, kind of hides that. Your own body has ways of like, but they're like, yeah, we're going to give you some fentanyl. And I'm like, what? Fentanyl? But they did it, pumping me up with all kinds of shit. Right. I was a mess for a few days after that. I just kind of came through some pictures, you know, when you're going through your photos and your Mm -hmm. photo library. And then all of a sudden I came across ones where I'm like in my hospital bed looking not good. Right. You know, and then the, um, the groin area where they had to go in, put the stents. It's all right. Gory and shit. Right. I was like, shit, I just went through some shit. Hell yeah. Well, dude, what's funny is there's video of you playing the night that you had the heart attack and you look rough. I mean, yeah. I, I was watching, I was watching that video literally yesterday. Cause I was like, I was like, let me see if that's out there. And I, and I found in Ohio and uh, at the pick, a, pick, yeah, the pick, pick, pick a palooza or whatever that thing was called. There's a YouTube video and like, you are like soaking wet with sweat. And I mean, just soaked and I'm just yeah. looking at it. And I'm like, damn, that motherfucker was sick. And he was still playing <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I know now. summer though, too. That was like, yeah, uh, that happened on July 15th. Yeah. So it was in, the middle of the summer. So near Columbus, Ohio. So right. was, Chris just decided he wasn't going to come. I didn't show. just decide I wasn't going to. No, wait a minute. You almost let's never t- saw me again. I hope you're happy. Let's let's decision. tell the whole story. Who volunteered <laughs> to drive down there to get you wherever you needed to get? Here, sweetheart, I'm just giving you shit, man. I was gonna say, wait a minute. I didn't come to the show because I had something else going on. But when you said you were sick, I did say I'll jump in my car right now and get you wherever you need to get to. Uh, yeah. Did I not? 
No, you did, right? No, uh, you're talking about when I was like in the hospital. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I gotta like figure out how I'm getting home. Yeah, and I was uh, like, well, I'll get you where you gotta go. You did, man. You, I was like, what? That's far, dude. No, we'll figure something out. There was a really good dude there. I'm forgetting his name right. I have his number on my phone, but uh, he had he was our runner right. for that event, and and he totally lived like literally a block from the hospital. And okay. He took my guitars, and he had my shit. Right. And he, right when I finally, because I didn't know exactly when I was going to get discharged, I had to get my blood pressure down. I had to get everything, you know, regulated. It took about two days. Right. So uh, they discharged me on a Sunday and he came and got me, took me to the hotel. Uh, my girl had, you know, got my flights changed because you don't realize what a pain in the ass this whole thing is when you thought sure. you were going home and then you're not. Mm-hmm. I was checked in for my flight to go home that next day, you know, but nope, not for you, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. Satan's yeah. got a little meeting with you real quick. That's yeah. right. But you made it home and that's good. So Yep. That's uh that I did I did get home and uh and I just like that next day I went in and kind of handled the insurance thing right immediately because I knew that was coming down the pike and somehow it fucking worked out. No, that's good. That could yeah, have just totally destroyed me, man. I'm sure that was that would have been like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, well, I I mean I could tell you too, too. I could tell you the recent, my COVID thing was like, uh, roughly a hundred grand. Wow. For, for, you know, eight day. Eight you know, day, I was worried day. about you too, man. Oh, I know. I know. I yeah. You were hitting me up. up. No, and I wouldn't know most of the times I, I, I ignore you them. Before dying. <laughs> but you no. knew I was like, Oh, fuck that. No, man. Uh, not Chris. No, I was, I was, I was blown away by how much, attention i got you know because i was like who the fuck am i and then my phone my phone kept dying because it just kept going off and and the worst part was me being me i can never shut up so i was still <laughs> trying to return phone calls and i couldn't even breathe so i'm literally right. calling people back like my not not everybody i was calling like my mom and stuff you know my mom would leave a message are you okay are you okay because they wouldn't let her even come to the hospital and right. i'm like i'm like I'm okay, mom. And she's yeah. like, Are you sure you sound terrible? I can't really breathe, but I'm okay. You know, and, and of course, I'm staying Shut on the phone. Shut yeah. up. Let me. Exactly. And meanwhile, I called in two weeks in a row to the CMS. To two, right. I, was in, I was in the hospital two Saturdays. I called in both weeks. <laughs> Is that not the fucking worst? Just being trapped in the hospital. That's just hated it. And in a bed. I, I don't know how you were, two weeks you were in there. No, uh, eight days, but eight just still, I was, was in it was, two days. It was awful. brutal. It was awful, dude. Eight, dude, you want to talk about awful. I was in the fucking hospital for the burns for, uh, 81 days. That fucking sucked. That 81 was days. 81 days, 81 days. Yeah. That, and I did sleep through 21 of them. I was in a coma for three, three weeks. So I, I don't remember that real well. I mean, I remember the weird dreams and shit like that from that. But um, yeah, those last 60 days just was like, oh, just do it. And, and you just get, you just get to where it's like, you know, I, I mean, I was in dire pain. I mean, I was obviously burned near to death. So I was, yeah. I was in just the worst pain known to man anyway. But even with the worst pain known to man, I could tell you 2.30 in the morning or whatever, and I'm watching the fucking TV that's in front of me. 
and it's fucking cop rock or Hill Street blues or some shit. And Staying I'm like, elsewhere. no, just garbage. Just TV sucked in the 80s, didn't it? And it was and, and they really didn't have good cable. Like, at least at least on this hospital stay, I had pretty good cable. Now I was yeah. I was a mess, but I, I watched it. You know, you could get a you, now and stuff like yeah. before you had nothing. Then there was no Facebook to fuck around on. No. You were just like sitting there, just, forced just to watch Sally, Jesse, it, Raphael or something. Or shit. infomercials. That yeah. was d- dude. I was in the hospital in 94. That was when TV channels still shut off at a certain time. Some of the channels did. Right. So, I mean, I would, I'd be, it'd be like two in the morning and like half the channels would go dark. National Anthem or whatever. National Anthem and go quiet at like one o'clock in the morning or whatever. And then what was left was news, which I didn't want to watch. Infomercials, you know, or Hill Street Blues reruns. And I was just like, oh my God, just kill me. The theme from Hill Street Blues is a banger though. Okay. Okay, that's like 35 seconds of a fucking <laughs> of an of an overnight watching 10 hours ding, of it. Ding, ding. <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm bagging on that show just because it's the first one I could remember, but that was like one of the better ones. You know, the well, one you had the people's court. No, not not at that, that hour. One, they didn't have that yet. No. We, uh, dude, the one that drove me the most nuts was Cop Rock. Oh, that was fucking gay. That was so bad. Cop Rock. I remember. I think Cop that was Rock. on during during that when I was in the hospital, and it just garbage. What year was this, by the way? Ninety four. So okay, right. So this was because there were people hated cops, and they're yeah. trying to figure out a way to make cops more likable because mm-hmm. the Rodney King thing. Yeah. So, so they're, they're like, so we had Cop Rock. Cop Rock. Yeah, we had what Cop Rock. Wrong? What's yeah, the worst that could happen? And the, the the crazy thing, dude, I was even when I went home, I was still a straight up mess. You know, I went home and then I had to do therapy six days a week for like 10 hours a day, like to relearn to use my fingers and my arm and walk and all this other shit. Mm. So I what did I do? I watched every single minute of the OJ trial. Oh yeah, me too. Every minute. And then after it was dude used to drive it's it's, it's I I don't want to give my ex-wife a lot of credit because there's a lot of things I don't like about my ex-wife, but she's a goddamn saint for putting up with me during that time. Cuz literally I'd be at the hospital going from I would shuffle, I could barely walk, but I'd be shuffling from appointment to appointment during commercial breaks in the OJ trial. You know, so that I, so I get to the next waiting room that had the trial on so I right. could watch it in the waiting room. Then I would get home. I'd watch it all night. Like I was sleeping on my couch because I couldn't get in and out. We had a waterbed at the time and just I wasn't strong enough to get in and out of the waterbed at the time. So I'm on the it's couch. Hard to get out of those when you're not fucked up. Yeah, no kidding. And when you're really fucked up, just a mess, it was impossible. So I would sleep on the couch. Well, I was that guy. I'm watching the after show, the after trial with Greta, Greta Van Susteren and um, whoever that, that other guy was, the guy that she had on with her. Then I'm watching Geraldo's recap at one o'clock in the morning of the trial. I mean, I, was, I wasn't sleeping at all, so I was just watching the OJ trial endlessly. 
it was nuts. Dude, what you want you want to see more crazy? I watched yeah. the whole goddamn thing again during the pandemic. <laughs> oh, you rewatched the original trial? The, the trial. Yeah, I watched on every it's on YouTube. Every minute of that trial is on YouTube. And I watched every minute of it again during the um during the first year of the pandemic. Did you watch the People versus OJ movie? Oh yeah, dude. I am I am obs- any kind of celebrity justice thing I will watch. I watched the, pe- the you talking about the one with John Travolta? Uh maybe where, where he, he was it? Robert Shapiro? Yeah, I yeah, guess you're right. I watched, he was, uh, I watched I that he one. Yeah, I watched dude, I've watched so many so many documentaries and and um movies about OJ. There's like some really low budget ones that are out there that are great. Just like, you know, that it's really the drug dealer. It, it was Faye Resnick's drug dealer that killed Nicole because they thought that it was Faye. And, or they were sending a message to Faye Resnick that she was next if she didn't pay her. I read fees. a research paper that was, uh, I've, I think I've tried, tried to turn you on to this guy before. Miles Mathis. Miles Mathis. Ma- Miles Mathis is a scientist and, you know, uh, a scientist. He is also a, a, an artist, a painter, and he does these research papers. He does science papers that are way over my head, but he also right. has like a conspiracy uh, website too, where he does his uh, his his papers, his research papers on shit. And he's gone through all kinds of stuff, but one of them happened to be the OJ trial, where he kind of lays out that okay. that whole thing was a massive hoax. The whole trial. The whole trial. So where's and- she? Well, they're saying that uh, that that it's that she is the sister that the sister that showed up that uh, oh the one with Nicole's the black hair is actually Nicole the one with the black hair yeah that she just dyed her hair and and uh, is is going on as the sister well who did they kill the sister they didn't kill anybody so where they did all the blood anybody. come from with the uh I was I don't know it's Hollywood shit this is you have to read the research paper it's been a while since I read I need his, to his see this I I definitely need to see that, this. that they're all you know that they're all actors anyway you know and okay. that everybody involved in that trial were just given cush TV jobs after that nobody actually kept doing the gig you know yeah. kept lawyering or whatever yeah, no, they did. Like they all wrote books. Right they all wrote books for millions of dollars yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And I don't think you're even allowed to broadcast trials in real real life. Like I don't even think that's Well, they thing. do. Because that would uh, that would influence the case, wouldn't it? I mean Well, you have to sequester the jury. Right. I mean, they definitely still do, because I watch dude, I, I am I am obsessed with crime. Like I, any serial killer documentary, I will watch it. Any, my, my latest favorite thing that I, I love to watch is on YouTube, YouTube. I know it's the evil empire, but I can't fault. I can't fault where they have good content for me. Right. They have these full interrogation videos out there. Just the full 12 hours interrogating somebody. Like they have the whole thing on video it, and it is, I can't watch enough of it. First thing I can't watch, I can't figure out is why don't these guys just cl- cry for a lawyer? Right. I don't care what I've done or not done. 
if I get arrested, if I get arrested on suspicion of a DWI, I am saying lawyer, right? I'm not talking to them. I'm not taking a breathalyzer. I'm not doing. No, they think that they're going to to talk their way out of it somehow. That they're going to yeah. go home. That they're going to answer the questions and get to leave. I I could have. I I haven't. I've been arrested a few times, but mm, me too. I n- never got convicted. <laughs> Luckily for me, I but, have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was. I was. Um. I was banned from kent ohio for two years i was not allowed in their city limits <laughs> oh no for um this is a long just a quick story and i've told on the cms before so the fans know but you don't you may not know this so i was home on leave from the military um in 87 and i went to a place called doc ricketts they had nickel or filthy mcnasties filthy mcnasties right. was the bar and they had nickel beer night on Christmas Eve. So That's it was me. Well. No, it was me, my friend Steve, and my friend Dave. We go to the bar. We get just fucking shit-faced. Just shit-faced. And we're, we're, we, the bar closes at the end of the night. We're, we were parked in the back. And we were hammered. All three of us trashed. My friend Dave was was the biggest of us. And he was a big monster. Like, he was a big, scary college football player monster. And we saw a guy with a Santa hat. And I said to my friend Dave, I said, 20 bucks if you go steal that Santa hat from that guy. So he's like, fuck yeah, okay, man, whatever. So he goes running up to the front of the club. Next thing I know, we see my friend Dave hauling ass with the Santa hat in his hand. And he's yelling at us, start the car, start the car, start the car. Uh, We're like, what the fuck? He knocked this guy on his ass, punched him right square in the fucking face and stole the hat. Little did he know the guy was having his bachelor party. Uh, Oops. So there was like 20 guys with him. So Mm. we we're in the parking lot. We all do the back to back to back thing. I had a beer bottle. I smashed the beer bottle on the ground. I'm like, come on, let's fucking go. You know, I'm, I'm like ready to cut a motherfucker and get the, I'm not going to die. Right. You know, I, I'm not going to die. So I'm like, let's go motherfucker. You know, I'm like ready to fucking go. We start brawling. Police come. Boom. Everybody scatters. We go running, running. And like behind the bar was like woods. And then a neighborhood passed the woods, but you had to kind of run through the woods. It's December. So neighborhoods the in the woods. Well, the neighborhoods just passed the woods. There's like a like a spot that probably is now developed into a neighborhood. Yeah. But you I'm to running through the woods to get to the neighborhood. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I'm running through the through these woods. And out of nowhere, somebody jumps out in front of me and I just clocked them. Bang. Uh oh. Just fucking hit them. And this person was a cop. Of course. So I hit him and I kept on running and I, I get to the neighborhood and I hide in the back of a pickup truck for what I thought was hours, but was probably like two minutes because it was fucking <laughs> freezing outside. You know, it, I mean, it's the middle of winter. It was December 24th. See your breath coming up from the probably, but no, I, I just, I just got out of the truck after what I thought had been an hour. Cause I'm hammered. And I walked out to the street. And as soon as I got out to the street, whoo, you know, a couple of cop cars came right up on me. 
they threw me, they, they handcuffed me. They threw me over the, the fucking front of the car and they beat the living hell out of me with the nightsticks. I mean, they, they really beat the hell out of me. Just, they beat me so bad with my arms behind me that I couldn't straighten my arms in court. Like I was in court like this. Could you, what did it feel like when it was happening? Could you like, I was drunk. Or did your body like put off any kind of dopamine? I, I, I don't, the, the only thing that really, really fucking hurt was the batons to the eyes. That fucking shit hurt. Like the baton to the nose. It was when the they eyes. shoved it up my butthole that I no, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I liked <laughs> that part. <laughs> that part was actually. That was good. Compared to no, the eye part. No, no grease. Oh, it was great. No, but they beat the, I mean, they beat the living hell out of me. Oh. And I lucked out in a way because I had, you know, it was that I got arrested that night. They had morning court, December 24th. They had morning court. My mom showed up to take me, you know, to come with me to get me into court. Like she was bailing me mm-hmm. and they were going to, they were going to put me in jail. I mean, it was going to be a problem. And my mom was like, well, we're going to press charges for fucking police brutality. Look at them. And I was an absolute, I mean, my eyes, both eyes were swollen shut face was all swollen arms were black and blue and couldn't yeah, be straight. Like Rodney King. Your mom's all you Rodney yeah, King, yeah. my boy. Yeah, pretty much. It was pre-Rodney. I was the original Rodney King. Right. But um, so it ended up I I had actually knocked the front teeth out of the, the cop when I hit him. So I ended up having to pay six hundred dollars in dental work and a fine. And I wasn't allowed in the city of Kent for two years. Six hundred dollars. Well, that was nineteen eighty-seven. Eighty. Who was yeah, doing his dental work? Steve Martin, <laughs> Johnny Chicklet, <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors, or something. I, dude, that was a long time ago. Six hundred dollars back then was a lot of money. But Jeez, that wouldn't get you one tooth implant. No, that days. wouldn't do anything these days. But back then, that was that was that was what the fine like, was. Here you go. Yeah, the fine was six hundred bucks plus uh, whatever fees. So you saying you don't want to travel. It's really, you're just not allowed to leave the house. I'm allowed now. I don't have an ankle. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Never had an ankle bracelet, but I've, I've definitely been. So so assaulting a police officers on Mr. Aiken's record somewhere. Not anymore. As long as I, you know, everything dropped off as long as I didn't um, get arrested in in Kent in those two years. And it was easy not to get arrested in those two years because I was out of the country. I was in Korea. So I, I did. Uh, I was on probation for five years myself Ooh. once. Four. For when I was eighteen years old, I uh, right here where I live in Oceanside, right. California, a police officer uh, had pulled me over and basically altered. He accused me of being on methamphetamines. And took me into jail and and drug tested me and somehow tainted the test. Okay. Somehow they tainted the test and got a positive test. And I was kind of faced with either copping to the a plea, you right. know, or or pleading not guilty and potentially going to prison for three years or something, which was the mandatory minimum sentence back in nineteen ninety. Right. Oof. Or when I was scared shitless too. You know. Yeah, what and what it, a choice that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I went to I had a public defender and I was telling him the story cuz it, it I'll, I'll tell 
view the story like because i again like i'm a weed guy sure you know and i just i just had uh i had some weed with me and we were going to be playing a concert the next day i remember bass player in the car because i've been playing gigs since i was a teenager right and uh but I, at the time i was driving which used to be my grandparents cadillac if you ever saw goodfellas the the blue powder blue yeah, yeah. 1977 eldorado <laughs> they have right, that. Right, right. i had that car pretty okay. much from them i'm driving so i already, was already sticking out like a sore thumb and i had long hair back then and i right. had zits and whatever i was still a teenager you know okay yeah and so but he had sized me up as like a tweaker he's like oh this, this is a tweaker because at that time there was a problem with meth and you know gangs and whatever right like, this guy just he was like how much how much meth did you do tonight how much he was just oh, meth, meth, meth. i didn't even know what the fuck he was talking about like i was right. just high as shit i was just like going to go pass out flyers somewhere with my buddy and uh i i just kind of was like yeah whatever dude you you're gonna test me and see i'm not mm-hmm. and we got back to the police station and he and he was going through my my stuff and uh he finds a bag of weed okay okay and he goes well He's like, I'm getting you on the mess. We don't have to tell anybody about this. And he stands up. He like shoves the weed down his pants. And I'm re- now I'm really scared because I'm like, okay, this guy's a bad fucking cop, right. you know. Fucking but whatever, scumbag. he's gonna feel stupid when the test comes back. Right, and I'm vindicated. Right, and like, right. I, I I even waited like a month. Before, it was like the day before my court date, and I called in to get my results or whatever. And they're like, oh yeah, tested positive for methamphetamines. I'm like, oh. Oh, oh, my heart just fucking freaked out. I was like, right? what am I going to do? And and I'm like, okay, public defender, I'll I'll tell him what's going on and there'll be justice. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I tell him the same story I just told told you and yeah. uh, and he goes, "Yeah, man." He goes, "Look, he's all cops are pigs, man. Just plead guilty. I'll get you the NIDAP program and, you know, you'll the lock the that's the best thing because if you don't, you're going to lose." His word wow. over yours. You're gonna lose, and you're gonna go to prison. Wow! So here I am. I like agree to plead guilty to something I didn't even fucking do. Right. Just to get this assurance that I'm not gonna go to prison. Yeah. For something I didn't do, which is ridiculous. Uh, and then they proceeded to give me. I'm 18 years old. They gave me five years probation. You know, which is that's the time where you're probably gonna fuck up, right? Right. Right. <laughs> be like 18 to 23 and uh but somehow i made it through i did i was i wasn't a bad kid right you know, i wasn't really doing too bad a shit underage partying was was my biggest crimes sure that i would get a, in trouble for um but uh yeah that one i ended up it got sealed okay they sealed that and it's never been an issue like i've you find out if you got an issue like when you go to a country like canada mm-hmm They'll they'll really take a look at you, and if you got yeah. any problems, you're gonna it's gonna be hard to get in. And no, I've 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 been to Canada plenty of times since then. Sure. Uh, so it's legit, but you know, um, and yeah, there's there's some other little minor things, you know. Yeah. There, but I think I'm good. I think I'm clean. Right. You know? <laughs> I know I'm good because I've been able to buy weapons, and I oh, figured, that's a good test to know. I, you know, that's that's really the litmus test anymore. Is if you can buy a weapon, it means that whatever you had is is either misdemeanor or gone, yep. you know, and, and really these days it, it has to be gone or else you're not getting a weapon. So, you know, I, I've, you know, I've been able to buy weapons, so I'm good on that, but 
You yeah, need them there too in Ohio, man. I'll tell you what, they just made it that you uh, you don't need um you don't need a concealed carry permit. You can just carry now. Good. So open carry. Man, is that I, I ain't gonna lie, the first time I did it, like I, I mean, I don't really go anywhere. Right. But I've started carrying in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, just to be safe, just to, you know, I don't need somebody yanking me out of my car. You know, and and the first time I drove somewhere with my, with my judge with me. I felt a little weird. I was like, you know, it just felt weird because mm-hmm. it, for so long you couldn't do it. Right. You know, and, and I watched so much cops and, and, you know, live PD and stuff like that, that I'm like, every time I see one of these fucking assholes arrested, they got a fucking gun in the, you know, in the cup cup holder, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they just look like fucking morons. And I just was like, ah, oh, this feels very weird. And I've told the story on the show before for the last couple of years, when things got heated, I was rolling with a saw. I kept a little saw in my passenger seat so that if somebody's to a cut saw, a tree with, yeah. So if somebody ever stuck their arm in my window, I'll cut their <laughs> fucking arm. I'll saw your fucking arm off. I may not saw it off, but if I run it across, <laughs> if you stick your arm in and grab me by the throat or something, and I grab that thing and run it across your arm, you're going to let go. Cause yes, I'm going to take it. agree with you, Chris. I think I would let go. I'm going to take a chunk of fucking your arm with, with me. So I rolled with this saw. Neely makes fun of it all the time. Chainsaw Charlie over here. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, man. But, but now that I can carry, it's like, okay, this is much better. Cause if I've I ever get shit, I've been around, you know, like I travel around and I say like all of a sudden be at some gas station. Everybody's fucking got guns and shit everywhere. Yeah. But hey, man, there ain't going to be no robberies. No. You know, I bet you since they started that shit in Ohio there, the crimes probably dropped. Probably. They're getting ready. See, that they're they're getting us ready for the crime wave because their gambling mm-hmm. goes legal on the first of January. Oh, gambling. Uh, this is just for your state or yeah, just for Ohio okay. gambling. And it's fun. Dude, this is so fun to me. This is the best fuck you ever. The first legal gambling bet that's going to be made in Ohio. Mm. Pete Rose. They, Rose. they hired Pete Rose to do it. Who's been suspended from baseball for sure. 40 fucking years for gambling. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that. That is, this such is a little a, fuck you. They're like, guess who's going to do it? Pete fucking Rome. Yeah, I'm 80 fucking years old and not in the hall of fame, even though I'm the best hitter in the history of the game. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit, man. It's too, too fucking good, but yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to carry, man. You should be able to carry, you know, people think twice about yeah. fucking with you. Absolutely. You know, I mean, in the states where they're more used to that, I mean, it seems like things are mellower. I don't know if in California people started just doing that. It'd probably be a big shootout. But <laughs> it would be at first, but yeah. it would mellow out because all the assholes would end up killing themselves. And yeah, you know, I mean, look, if if they legalize it in California, you would the biggest problem you would have is the fucking illegal guns that would end up in the ten cities for mm-hmm. about six months. For about six, I mean, dude, you go to California now, and there's like no laws and crime, is there? Like you can go in and just fucking take shit at the drugstore. That's true. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like uh, it's it seems like that's happening more in like uh, you know San Francisco mm-hmm. places. I mean, it's really fucked up up there. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I I haven't seen people trying that shit here. 
I mean, and they will, the store will go after you, I'm sure. Yeah, they can't. Well, it's like, dude, and I know this is fiction, but mm. last night I was watching the current show Law and Order. Okay. The, the, the regular Law and Order, not the, you know, rape one. The, boom, the regular. Boom. Yeah. Jump, jump. Let me hear your exactly. Jump, jump. It's saying, boom, boom. You know, it's, <laughs> everybody makes that sound different, but it's, <laughs> but everybody knows what it is. But so I'm watching it. And what they were profiling was that there's already rings of thieves that are organized to rob these stores. And they were profiling that there was this organization, this organized group of people that were stealing shit. And then one guy that opened up a store somewhere else and he was selling all the stolen property. Oh, God. And I you was gotta, just like, you got to appreciate their entrepreneurial spirit, right? Yeah. Well, but I'm just watching it. I'm like, they're not just making this up. This is some shit that they're getting from somewhere. This is not total fantasy. It's fantasy based on real. Well, you were onto something when you're, when you're like, uh, uh, you know, basically alluding to the, uh, order out of chaos mm -hmm. theory where they do have to let it get so insanely stupid and crazy that you're begging them to yeah. come and, 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 and help you. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're begging for more cops. Yeah. And you're, you're begging, begging for, for yeah. Right? And you're begging for, um, you're, you're, you're giving up freedoms. Yep. Do anything, oh. please. Just help us when just, really we didn't need their fucking yeah. help. We just need some guns. Yeah. Just keep me <laughs> safe. Just keep me safe. Okay. We'll keep yeah. you safe. But in order to keep you safe, we have to take all the guns off the road so that, so that nobody has them except us. And they're letting okay, out some okay. really bad people. I'll tell you that. They're letting some really intentionally mm -hmm. letting bad people that shouldn't be let out. Rapists yeah. and, you know, mm -hmm. child molesters and people. They're really quick to, to put these freaks, you yeah, know. Well, it's because they need that crime. Yeah, They need that level of crime. They need the crime that yep. scares people. Yeah, Nobody they'd be out of a job otherwise. If it's like, let's well, say, oh, we got all the criminals. Now what? Oh, well, shit. who's going to be scared? If the, who, who's going to be scared in their town if the biggest crime in their town is that somebody's stealing a bag of apples out of fucking Walmart? Right. Nobody. But if somebody's, you know, if somebody's fucking ganking houses and you know tying people up, tying tying the wives up with phone cords and raping them in the asshole, oh. now now you're talking about a different a different level of fear. Yeah. That's you know? death penalty shit, man. Home invasions. It is if they come in my house. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, the guns, the guns are never too far for me. Hell yeah. Look at that shit. You know, I'm always, <laughs> I've, I've always got one in the room I'm in just to, just in case. So, yeah, you got one in the shitter next to the toilet. Well, I've got the judge and the judge, the judge is portable. It goes with the plunger and then the sawed off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm not Neely level. That motherfucker, he has 11 guns. Yeah, eleven. That's badass, that Neely guy. He's got some. He's got some I'm scary weapons. He gave me. I don't know if you could notice. Yeah, look at that. That here. Let me turn around. Oh, look at that. Yeah, can the fans see that? I can't see it. Yeah, I see it. The the gas station tee, or the gas station button up shirt. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah, those my girlfriend was. She was all trying to read it before. She says, "What does that say? Hand job? <laughs> Fuck you, pal." Yeah. That, dude, uh, <laughs> believe, believe me, people see that shit and they don't know what to make of it. What does that mean? You like to give hand jobs? What are yeah, you, that's it. What are you promoting, Eric? That's, that's what we're promoting, hand jobs. Although, Neely, he couldn't be happier because Don Dockin wears his all the time on stage. 
And like every video of Don singing is him in a CMS shirt. And then Steven wore his in the documentary. Nice. There's the scene of Steven walking up the steps. Right. And he's wearing the CMS tee. The, that shirt, the CMS, yeah. uh, that one. This is a cool shirt. I want to yeah. wear this more yeah, often. It's, it's, it's definitely cool. So I'm glad I found it. I was like, shit, I hope <laughs> I didn't give this one a goodwill or some shit. Nice. <laughs> Don't tell there Neely. Don't tell Neely. It was like the law and order. <laughs> if you tell yeah, Neely you was. gave it, if you tell Neely you gave it away, he'll hate you just like he does Eddie Trunk. Right. <laughs> you know that story? Well, let's let's tell it again. Just he he gave Eddie Trunk a shirt and and walked away. And as soon as it, as he walked away, Eddie threw it in the trash. Ah, uh, <laughs> they gave me a class metal shirt back in like. 2002 or three and i didn't even really know what the show was and i wore right. it i was like oh it's a shirt you know because you're yeah. stinky out on the road you'll take any shirt you oh can yeah get. it looked good it looks mean yeah, there it was i was wearing it and didn't make the connection until so many years later right <laughs> and i did see the photos and i go oh my god yeah i remember wearing that and uh and the, and the logo hasn't changed right but yeah no it's all good but all right, dude, why don't we do this? Dude, we are just rolling, man. Another hour and a half in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is easy. Let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll play a couple of songs. We'll play three, four songs, and then we will come back, and we are going to talk about a little bit of Judas Priest, and we'll talk about some replacement players and bands. I've got a bunch of questions to ask you as an expert on the road. So All we right. will finally get to some music stuff here in a little bit. So. Here's what we will do. We are going to play, and I didn't write down the name of the song, so I don't know what it's called, but it's the latest song from the band Jackal. So, Speaking will, of chainsaws. Yeah, speaking of chainsaws, we'll play some. <laughs> we just played with them. We just played like Did you? a few different gigs with them. I'm just real quick. I know we got to go to oh, break. Go ahead. We're all good. But uh, probably the coolest thing about those guys are the, the, the amps that they have on stage. Right are van halen's amps oh yeah from the uh from the um uh, what's what's the album with with the paintings of the kid punched in the face and the fair warning is a fair, fair warning? warning yeah the fair warning tour okay wow and they're huge looking they're 70s looking nice amps <laughs> and it's just wow look at that anyways dude we hung out with those guys at a van halen show it was van halen doc and rat with steven and oh, yeah. um and um and jackal in 13 at the rock usa we hung out right i remember we canceled the piercy gig so steven could go do that dude it was fun i ain't gonna lie it was a lot of fun eddie van halen walking around that was like the coolest thing ever i'm glad that they did that at the time i was fucking pissed off because of course i wasn't gonna play because you weren't there right i'm like (laughs) oh there goes the rent uh no but uh (laughs) You know, they went and he goes, he knew in his heart. He was like, Pierce is like, I got to go. I got to do this. I got to sure. open for Van Halen, man. How often do they offer yeah. a thing? Yeah. And, uh, and look, it's Eddie's gone. Mm-hmm. So and he has that. He has, I've, you know, he has a photo of all them together there. Warren, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie and everything. And, I'm, and you were there too. Yeah. I was standing two feet from where that photo was. It's that the photo <laughs> was Steven. Yeah. Steven Warren um i think um um twinkle toes was in that one and um and um sean mcnab and eddie and eddie's in the middle of all of them like dude it was the weirdest thing because i've been around a lot of rock guys so have you Mm. and you know nobody nobody's really 
awestruck by anybody. Right. And everybody was awestruck by Eddie. Mm. Every single person there was like, you know, Stephen Piercy, dude, there's Eddie Van Halen. You know, it was like everybody was awestruck by by Eddie. And Eddie could not have been nicer. He was just walking around. Hey, what's up? How you doing? That's good because I've heard other shit. About well, uh, on this day, on this day anyway, <laughs> good Eddie, Eddie could, day. he could not have been nicer. You know, I've heard things too, but I, I got nothing bad to say. The one time that I saw him face to face, he was good. very pleasant. He was meeting. He would shake anybody's hand that walked up on him. He was just hanging out. Now, nice. Roth, on the other hand, hid in his own private bus and had his own fenced off um, porta potty. So nobody could use his porta potty but him. Well, but he, well I would do that if I could. Yeah, if you could, but porta potties are the most disgusting fucking shit capsule <laughs> there are, you know. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. I guess that is a good point. Shit, the fair or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Those are the worst. Nice. All right, let's play some Jackal and then we will be back. So check it out, everybody. It is Jackal right here on the Classic Pedal Show. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hand job. MyHappyDesires.com Visit us at MyHappyDesires.com and add some toys to your toy box. Let your imagination be the guide to your stress relief. MyHappyDesires.com has everything for the perfect play night. Alone or not, you choose. Fuel your desires without breaking the bank. MyHappyDesires.com 